sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. Get this message out here. I'm doing what I love to help a community out. Like, yeah, you know I mean, what is the next step? What's the one thing I can do today? That's going to get us one. So, I mean, I don't know what's what's in the future. Art is the only way you can reach out to the future. It is the only thing that actually lives through a time capsule. And I think that if the DIY scene as a whole put more of a value on itself, it could be a lot more sustainable. Now, if someone doesn't like it, that's their deal. Lee and right. How much of a godsend was the H6? Like, whew. Yeah, I was so mad at myself for not buying it. As soon as I found out about it. And Dude, now it's convenient for everything. Every time I have a f friend that's talking about a podcast or recording stuff for demoing at practice spaces, I'm like H6, H6, just buy it. Trust me, just buy it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's websites where you could do payment plans if you don't have 400 bucks or whatever. <laughs> like just just fucking buy the thing. And, and it you, keeps you'll... dropping. When I bought it, it was like 630 bucks and it just keeps going down in price. It's a workhorse, man. Like it gets banged around and it just keeps working. <laughs> Speaking of banging things around, actually slamming <laughs> the microphone. I just wanted to be a lady and cross my legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the last time you both were on was in November of 2016. Mm -hmm. So it's been about a year and a half or so. And whew, a lot of things have happened. Too so many things. Many. Some of which we are here to talk about today. Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know my guests, we are talking with Nick Miller and Ashley Quartz of Black Forge Coffee House. Wee, 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 Say what wee, up to the people. <laughs> hey, everybody. What up? <laughs> I just love uh, ripping off Dan Ed's intro whenever yeah. people were here that know who they are. Yeah. It's really funny to me. <laughs> I did catch that. I was like, should I say something? <laughs> only, only one Epicast affiliated people are around. So... How's everybody been doing? How's the shop going? And I guess let's just dig right into it. Sure. Things yeah. are things are changing. Things, things are, are changing. changing. Things, are, things are good. Like ultimately, from an objective perspective, things are awesome. Things are pretty mind blowing at this point. From a inter perspe interpersonal perspective, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely been um <clears throat> A wild ride and all things positive and super great, but it's definitely overwhelming and overwhelming in a positive sense. It's just, you know, like um, the shop is going great and we still work there full time and trying to be bosses and do things and live our lives and run a, a business and also doing this wonderful thing that we're doing right now with okay. uh, trying to open up a second location. So. There it is. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> second location. <laughs> so, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, there is also a Kickstarter campaign happening right now. Yes. Or, okay. And it is a little under half funded. Yes. We are. So congratulations on oh, that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because it's not a small number. It's not like we're talking about a yeah. $100 Kickstarter campaign. It's a, you know. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I think we talked a little bit about it on the last time we were on, but we did an Indiegogo to open up the first shop and we tried to raise 8000 just over 8000 And it was, uh. I mean, $8,000 is still a lot of money to ask for for an Indiegogo, and we campaigned our asses off for that, and um, we managed to hit that number by the deadline. And we're four days officially in on our Kickstarter, and we're already we're at 49%. We're $200 away from hitting 50%. Yeah. That's crazy. Wait, That's how many days awesome. in are we? I think four days officially, maybe five. No, I think it's six. 
Well, it's under a week. So let's just not, six, let's, let's, yes. let's, let's not argue. No, you're right. It is but six yes, days. It's under a week, and that's awesome, which you know, I think really says a lot to what Black Forge has been able to do and how it's been involved in the community in positive and negative ways from negative mm-hmm. people, which maybe we can get into that down the road. But anyways, it's it's brought more positive things and brought people to the table that Definitely. are interested in helping that you're able to do this now. Right. Yeah. You've been able to uh instill trust and credibility and people people believe in you. Yay. Yeah. Thank you. It's, 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 yeah, it's been nice. It's been really cool to uh have a little bit of validation because Ashley and I just go. And so like we never really get to pull out and look at things from the big picture and be like, oh, look at all this cool stuff we've been doing where we're just like, we got to get ready for this and answer these emails and, and talk to this band. And we got an event tonight and I'm going to be work, opening the shop and then tomorrow we're going to do this. And before you know it, we've done a thousand things in three months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, you're no stranger to that. You're, nope. You live in the same world. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We'll all get to that point where we can sit and smell the roses, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Totally. So right now we're opening up a second location and there's going to be more of a focus on like the live entertainment at this location Correct. is yeah. my understanding because yes. things need to be kind of halted at the current location right. from what I have read in the emails yeah, and online so- and things like that. So let's let's dig a little bit into that because I think there's some people that are maybe yeah. a little bit confused about what's going on and why it's happening. So uh, if some people don't know... Um, there are residential apartments above us and, you know, our landlords have been really cool since the day that we opened about, you know, us doing shows and this and that. We never thought that Black Forge would turn into this haven for shows like it has been so quickly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, only being open for almost three years now, we kind of didn't really <clears throat> prepare ourselves to really think about, you know, what may come of us being a music venue. And, um, the, the people that lived directly above us at the time, they couldn't take it anymore. They would complain all the time that we were just too loud, this and that. We did our best with soundproofing and we did our best with trying to accommodate. But, you know, when people in our community, in our artistic community, in our music community want to um, do shows with us and put on events, we are obviously going to do it. So they moved out and we were put in a position where our landlords were kind of like, all right, um, you guys got to figure this out because we haven't been able to rent this. It was for eight months that it was vacant because of the noise. And it is fucking loud. It's very loud. And, you know, as far as us renting, we offered to buy so we can truly, you know, take apart the walls, soundproof correctly, do all the things. But when you're renting, like that's, we're not going to invest all that money into that. And, um, you know, our landlords worked with us throughout it and we luckily found somebody that decided to rent the space upstairs and they've been more than willing to work with us and kind of wait it out for us to figure out what we needed to do. So it's been really great. I mean, outside of that, Allentown has been growing. It's been really awesome and we will continue to host shows there. They just can't be the really loud ones all the time. Uh, so we'll still do like the open mics and the jam sessions and like indie acoustic stuff, maybe a heavy show every once in a while, (laughs) the more traditional coffee shop. Yeah. The more traditional stuff, (laughs) but maybe not another, we'll we'll still be the same. Hmm. Yeah. We'll still be the same black (laughs) forge and, um, we'll continue that reputation there, but now it's definitely gotten time for us to grow and expand on all the things that we've wanted to do originally, but didn't have the funding to do when we first opened. Okay. 
So right now, in terms of the second location, because I don't know all of the details about this, is this a spot that, like, is this spot secure and you have it and the Kickstarter is kind of to fund everything you're going to need? Or is that like, oh, we need to get this Kickstarter so we can secure the space? Or is that a complicated (laughs) situation? It's a very complicated uh, situation. So this is is the headspace that Ashley and I have been in. so we we do have the building in, in contingency. It cannot be sold out from underneath us right now, but we don't have it in contingency for very much longer. So if this Kickstarter does not come through, there's a really good chance that we're not going to get this building. Got it. Um, we When it comes to funding stuff like this, us being a not so traditional business model, um, we're still a coffee shop. Coffee shops aren't making a ton of money. So it's really hard to go to a bank and be like, hey, give us $250,000 so we can turn this bank building into a venue. Um, they don't typically want to do that. And who banks want to give money to people with a lot of money already? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people that have spent their entire life investing and building their credit and doing stuff, unlike us who have took very non traditional routes in our lives. Obviously, like being in the music industry, like you know, sometimes on the books it shows that we make ten thousand dollars a year. You know, we didn't, we don't have a life of luxury, so everything that we have done has been scraping pennies from our personal pockets and whatever the business can afford. And with that space, with it only being a 49 capacity space, we can only max out it so much. So like when we do shows, we realistically don't make any money. It pays when we do room rentals, it pays just for our employee being there. And the rest goes to the sound engineer that's there. And that's it. And then Mm -hmm. when people put on their shows and they pay that $75 fee or $100 fee, they walk out with the rest. So, yeah, it's. Not a profitable, th- profitable thing, but it is super important to us to offer a space like that. And with the second location, we can grow with that and grow with other bands coming in and grow with, you know, local bands that want to put on somewhat bigger shows. And, you know, it's going to offer a lot more for our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, ideally, if we get the space and that's the thing is like actually kind of live in this gray, gray area right now of an if. You know, we'd feel so much more comfortable if we if if it was a one hundred percent deal, and we knew that we were going to be moving in in a couple months. Yeah. Um. I mean, the momentum's there, and the community's there, and I just feel like whoever's going to say no is going to like hear about it. You know. Um. But if we're able to pull this off, then we're looking at anywhere from a hundred to two hundred person venue space and a production facility, so we can start roasting coffee underneath like the Black Forge brand. We can start cooking and baking and for a small little 49 person venue space, as like Ashley said, we don't make that much money there because we've always supported the Pittsburgh economy. Um, everything that we get there, aside from like maybe 10% of our products, is bought and made locally here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Which means that we're paying a lot more for it. So when we when you come in and pick up a baked good for 250, we paid a dollar eighty. So like we can't charge, you know, three dollars or three fifty, four bucks for these things because I mean it's still just a small pastry. Um, but we're really not making much off of it. So we're not going to stop supporting these businesses, but if we're able to at least um, kind of level out how much we're paying in that versus how much we're making off of that, then that could really help out the location now in town because now the overhead over there comes down a ton. Totally, especially if you're able to do things like roast your own coffee yeah, and you're able to host shows where you can have two to three times the amount of people coming in, which means it's two to three times the amount of potential customers buying coffee and things at the at the space you can charge a little bit more for the room rentals that might cover more than just paying the employee and right 
Blah, 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 blah. Well, and so like another <laughs> venture that we kind of got into this year, um, which we didn't even really get much of a chance to really push, was we launched um, Black Forge Presents, which yes, was yes, our yes. talent buying company. This allowed us to put on shows underneath our brand because for the longest time, all we did was rentals because Ashley and I just didn't have time to really put together shows and promote them and you know work with the local bands and stuff like that. So we would always rent it or work with another promoter to have them put the shows on. Um, aside from like a couple ones that we just had personal attachments to that we wanted to do. Uh, but we started working uh, with a couple local promoters. Right now, uh, we're working with uh, our friend named Evan. He's been primarily working on that stuff with us. And we've been trying to develop Black Forge Presents. So if we have a larger venue space, we have contacts. Like we have big name bands that have hit us up going like, hey, we want to come to Pittsburgh. And we heard Black Forge is cool. And we're like, yeah, like the 500 people that are going to show up to see you isn't going to fit. Sorry. <laughs> like, we just don't have the space for it. Yeah. Um, it'd be really, really, really cool to like just have an intimate, small 49 person show. And I think we'll still try to do that. That's why like that full of hell show was really cool because yeah. when's that opportunity ever going to come up where you get to see a band like that in a coffee shop with only 48 mm -hmm. other people in the room. Yeah. Right. Uh, Same with uh, Worm Rot. That show was sold out and that's like once in a lifetime show that we got to host and we wish we had a bigger space to put it in, but it, it worked out great. And that's the really lovely thing about small DIY spaces that it is very intimate and we can still continue to have that intimate space and then have a little bit of a larger space. Mm -hmm. And if we're able yeah. to bring a, some more income, we can invest into our different spaces a little bit more. So one of the things that we've always wanted to get into was being able to do live recordings, live um, streaming, uh, you know, and like get into more like future media with our venue space because it is a really small space. And if we could get that place properly lighted, properly soundproofed, um, we could get like a good amount of cool mics in there. Uh, I think that it would be a really neat thing to have a cool band come in and do a one off unique acoustic set or like, hey, we're just going to be doing, you know, half cab sets instead of full sun cabs, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. sure. you know, and, uh, and then it gets filmed and put out kind of like the audio tree stuff that, that that's been done. Like, I really think it'd be fun to kind of explore that if we had like these black forge sessions. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, other things with all like the, the cool performance art that comes through all of like the talking presentations where people come in and they just want to come in and, and give some sort of presentation or, or be available for Q and A's and stuff like that, that happens. I think we could draw in much more interesting people if we were able to live stream or at least give them a recording of it. Um, but to invest in that the right way, you know, you don't want to buy like a camera here, a microphone there, a couple stands here. It'll take you years. We just want to buy all the right equipment and do it all at once because an installation of that magnitude is, is going to take a lot of work and a lot of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that's just a matter of like what we would what we would like to do because Ashley and I are, are idiots when it comes to business and we don't want to make any money. So we just invest everything that we have back yeah, into our to business. To make it better yeah. for everybody else. <laughs> like, oh, we got an extra hundred bucks. Let's buy a new microphone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't pay my car payment, but whatever. Yeah. That's, that's the, the wonderful life of entrepreneurship, right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I think that if we didn't have that attitude, we you wouldn't be seeing the support that we've been seeing with the Kickstarter. And um, I think hopefully people resonate with that mentality is that we do genuinely try to put art before profits as much as we possibly can. Sometimes we're up against a wall, you know, and we, we have to charge a rental fee and I'm sorry, we can't give it away for free. We still got to pay somebody to be there all night. Well, and yeah, I, I don't think that people should expect anything oh, for but free. Some people Surprise. do. And those, yeah. are, those are the people that you don't want to fuck some with. Some people do. Right. And, uh, you know, we've definitely 
have felt a lot of pain from that of people not understanding the situation that we're in. We're like, yeah, we do have to charge $75 and we literally break it down in two sections, employee and sound person. We don't make anything. And Nick and I are still on the same aspect of like, yeah, all that extra profit that comes in the shop from like the really good days that we have. It goes right back into the business. Like we still aren't paying ourselves and we keep hiring people. Yeah, we keep (laughs) hiring people because we want to provide a space that is comfortable, that is accepting, that is, you know, everything that someone would look for in a job that we can offer. And that's like the most important thing to us is just continuously support people because we wouldn't be here without people supporting us. So this is our way of giving back is like, yeah, hopefully in five, 10 years from now, I can lay on the beach for one day and be like, it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) One day. I just need one. (laughs) We'll have a manager that can take on some of these responsibilities and we'll pay them well and not have to worry about phone calls or things breaking down. Uh Right. (laughs) I hope hope that does happen. Hopefully one day. I mean, and honestly, I think this new location, like we have so many ideas. So many things that we've thought about, like, wouldn't it be cool if we did this or we should try to do that? I mean, one of the things that we really want to do is we want to distribute music. Um, I mean, like we're obsessed with the the music world and the art world. And we feel like Black Forge is more of an art brand than it is a coffee brand. We love coffee and we love everything that is with coffee. But where we thrive is being creative and putting stuff out there. Coffee can be art. Yeah, it is. Oh, we've been we've been playing with all (laughs) kinds of fun ideas. So I don't. We had the video game out at the time that we were on last time, right? It had just Probably, came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things is recently, and this might be news to your listeners, is it actually hit Steam. Yeah. And so now it's world, it's available worldwide. Um, and with Steam, you have download codes. So one of the things that we've been talking about doing is actually packaging the download code into a coffee bag. And then we can get that into stores all over the world. And when you're buying the game, when you're buying the Steam game, you're actually just buying a pound of coffee. That's the unique pound of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, that's such a unique way of packaging a video game. And I, I like, that's, that's kind of the thing that like, we want to do a subscription service. Uh, it's one of the, actually the, one of the backer rewards. Uh, and there's so many cool people doing fun stuff in Pittsburgh that, you know, like we could throw in a Grey Walker album and yeah. uh, introduce a Grey Walker to all of our, all the people that subscribe to our service and like a t-shirt or something like that, along with a cool brand new coffee blend that our, our roaster came up with that week. You know, and so like we get to really, really, really get weird at that point once we're producing everything and doing it on our own. Yeah. I'm excited to make pentagram pizzas. That's uh, that's always been one of my things I've always wanted to do is to offer pentagram pizza. So we'll be able to do that now. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so this space that we're currently looking at is inside of an old bank building, right? Mm-hmm. So I imagine there's going to be a lot of work with transitioning this into yes. not just a live venue, but like a coffee roaster and a kitchen and all that shit. So mm-hmm. right, yeah. They're... For anybody that doesn't understand what like the potential, like the number on your Kickstarter is like what you, why you need that much money. It's like, this is not going to be a cheap experience. And especially I think going back to you mentioning just buying one thing here and there and how it's kind of a pain in the ass. Like if you want to do something right or do something, do it right the first time. Exactly. So you're just fucking good to go from there. Even if you have to spend a little bit more. Exactly. And that's kind of like where we can dig into like this loan process a little bit. Like we've been working on this since January and we, before that we were looking at buildings all over the city in Sharpsburg, Aetna, Bloomfield, Wilkinsburg, everywhere. And some of the buildings were just too small or too large or too much money or just 
really shitty and we yeah. couldn't we didn't want to take Too that much chance work. Yeah. and hey, there's um, plants growing inside this building <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, there's been a few of those yeah um but yeah we we decided to look at mckee's rocks just because that is another neighborhood that we kind of wanted to do the same aspect of what we did with allentown it's a neighborhood that has been somewhat untouched and they're trying to build it up and with the roxy and theater coming in hopefully by this winter three years later after saying they're supposed to open um that is going to generate a lot of buzz with already like drum world that's over there and Hollywood and all the band practice spaces. And they really want to put in the effort of making it like a music art kind of hub. And I think that within that realm of what they, the CDC of McKee's rocks was thinking like we would fit perfectly. And again, coffee shops are a community Haven. It's a beacon for, anybody to come in get work done for the fellow business owners to have meetings and not be in their stuffy offices yeah. i mean there's there's a lot of benefits and we have felt that support. i feel like yeah like i <clears throat> me just me personally and i think a lot of people would agree with this i couldn't live in a neighborhood where there wasn't a spot where i can walk and get a coffee and exactly sit down. exactly like, that would just help like having just a coffee shop in the neighborhood would mm -hmm. definitely increase the chances of anybody that has rental properties around there renting them. Oh, exactly. Hands down. Oh yeah, for sure. Easily. The property just, value in McKee's rocks is so low. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's crazy what the houses are going for over there. $300,000 houses are going for like 80 grand. I might've just let the cat out of the bag, but <laughs> like, and they're nice. Yeah. They're nice. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like to 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 attest what she what she was saying. I mean, there are people that literally run their companies out of Black Forge because all they need is a a, a power outlet and Wi Fi yeah. and caffeine. They they don't have to pay for an office, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and I mean, yeah, to attest to what you're saying is like it, it's necessary. It's something that I wake up to every morning, going like, okay, roll down to the shop and grab a latte or grab a coffee, and then I'll the rest of my day starts then. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like um, that's what I do. Uh, we sometimes Nick and I are just like we've had too much of Blackboard and like trying to get our like boss work done there when we're not actually physically working is super difficult because all of our awesome friends and people want to come in yeah. like hey how are you when <laughs> yeah. we're in the middle of like 20 emails just like please leave me alone <laughs> I feel so terrible when they get like grumpy Nick that's like just yeah. uh, it's been seven hours and I've been working on the same email yeah. like I'm sorry I really want to catch you up on what happened over the weekend but I just please let me set, let me finish this yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know it that's kind of again like with this new space you know, we'll have an office Ooh. where we can mm -hmm. like sit and do work and it's gonna be great I'm so excited to have little pictures on a desk <laughs> <laughs> I could walk in and be like, yeah, there's my puppy. He's right there. That's great. I was great. just going to ask what the first picture would it be. It would be Dallas, of course. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, kind of, <laughs> sorry, totally went off track. But like within going back into like pulling apart this loan and dissecting it um, and working on it for several months, and, you know, we, we try to get the highest amount possible that we could get. And then, you know, things just kept getting harder and harder and worse and worse. And they're like, no, we don't want to give you this amount of money. No, no, you don't have this. You don't like, have that. Yeah. I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know how any of this shit works because I've never oh, done it. Oh, we didn't I know either. that you had a really hard time when you initially opened the shop. Yeah. But yeah. It, you would think that you have some proof you, you of know, concept three now. years later you'd think that it oh you know you want a loan for under five hundred thousand dollars cool like that's where we're in the ballpark of we wanted you know at least 300 to make this building work 
and to do all the things that we wanted to do. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they hype you up and they're like, yes, you're going to get this loan. And they're like, oh, sorry. And it's mm-hmm. just like, why? And they're like, well, here's all the things. And it's like, we already discussed these things. You said it was fine. Like we don't, and it's been an unnecessary battle and it is pretty ridiculous how, and I'm sure a lot of people that might be listening have dealt with like buying a house or like buying a business or buying something where it's just like, why is this so difficult? Like, why, why are you making this difficult on me when I'm trying to work with you? And, um, you know, we finally hit a point where two lenders are now working together, but they only feel comfortable with giving us X amount of money. Sure. And we're just like, and that's all right. Have so much money already, right? Which is what the Kickstarter is for, right? And that's where we're like, okay, well, that means because we we really want this to be an experience for us to enjoy getting a second location because the first location it was me and Nick in a hot little space painting and sandblasting the walls because there was a stupid fucking rainbow on it. It took <laughs> days to get rid of it to cover it black, <laughs> and um. You know, we didn't get to enjoy that experience. It was very stressful. It was very exhausting. And um, we just worked on it and then we opened. And then we worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. And we haven't had any time to sit back and be like, let's enjoy the fruit of our labor. And we really wanted the second location to kind of be that. And, you know, if it didn't happen, it doesn't happen. And that's fine. And now it's definitely not going to happen. And that's okay because we're ready to just (laughs) do exactly what we've done before. And, um, you know, we're really lucky that we have a long standing customer who approached us while seeing us go through this crazy mess of trying to get this building. He's like, what are you guys working on? And he's like, I'm a contractor. I'll help you. So he's going to be our head contractor for the second space. And he's been working with us every single day to make sure that we're good, comes and visits, just asks us how we're doing. He's like, whenever you're ready to go, I'm there. And he has everything lined up and ready for us to go. Um, And that's the really beautiful thing, too, with Blackboard is like we've met so many awesome people that have gotten us this far just with their services, coming in, giving us advice and just hanging out. So, yeah, this second location is going to be super great and exciting. And we're hoping, you know, if everything goes positively, that we can offer all the things that we want to offer and do all the things that we want to do. But it is going to be a lot of work on us personally, because that's another thing, too. Um. With Nick and I, we do work second jobs. Like I do lights on the side and I tour and Nick's working at Kelly's and like doing a bunch of other shit too. (laughs) And we make our money through the tips essentially that we make while we're working. So when the second location is happening because we don't have that extra funding, we won't be making any money. (laughs) And that's a really terrifying thing, but it's like, all right, we got to do this because this is our life. Like this is everything we've put into this is what we want and what we need. And we aren't going to stop. Yeah. And if that means like saying like, oh, well, well, I guess I'll just ride my bike everywhere and stay instead of driving mm-hmm. my car, then I guess I'm going to have to do that and stop eating pizza every day because I forget to eat and pizza is the most handy thing. So <laughs> looks like I'm just going to eat a bunch of bananas. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of where we're at with this. And um, again, it's super exciting. It's going to be great. We're excited as business owners and just as people to to offer a space like this. So we can walk in and be like, yeah, like I can hang out here. I want my friends to hang out here and my family and everybody that would come from wherever in the world to hang out in this space. 
So at the end of the day, all the stress and the no money and this and that and the other thing is going to be totally, totally fucking worth it. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for growth with the second location. Absolutely. You'll have your your heads on yeah, in the right, the right way. We've learned a ton. These past few months has been like a four-year crash college course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and to attest to what you were saying, Brian, like like what we have done and like not to like brag or anything like that, but like what we've done for the community that we're in, what we've done with the music, like the music world of Pittsburgh and stuff like that is probably the main reason why we're getting as far as we are. Because if we didn't have any kind of proven track record, these banks wouldn't even entertain this stuff. Yeah. Um, the neighborhoods wouldn't be working with us. You know, the neighborhoods go, oh, wow, look at everything that happened with Allentown in the short amount of time that you've been there. We really need that kind of revival energy over here. And Ashley and I don't know how to not help. We don't know how to how, like not encourage our friends to come over. Like as soon as somebody's like, hey, I'm thinking about opening up a vegetarian restaurant. We're like, cool. My friend owns this building and this CDC will help you do this. And these people will give you a loan. And like we eventually like eventually we're doing the work with them alongside of them until yeah. they're open. Um, and it's really important for us to do because, well, I mean, we want our friends to be our neighbors, you know, ultimately. And a lot of times we want to go to those stores. Um, but I mean, back to what I was saying though, if we didn't have that, banks are so like number driven, you know, if, if the bottom line number doesn't match the algorithm that they have in their computer, it's just a no, sorry, you know, and like to get them to try to like do it unconventionally and just like, how about you just take a look at what's actually happening and make a decision? Where's the request a manual review button on this? Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, how did we do this in the forties before computer algorithms came around? Like a guy, you had to just sit and talk to a guy and be like, I promise I'll pay for the donkey. Like, yeah. Uh (laughs) Why can't we have that in donkeys? Like, (laughs) Um, yeah. So, I mean, like that's the best part is like talking with the CDC. The CDC is, working with us real closely. Um, they became our friends at this point. You yeah. know, it's fun to talk to them at this point. And I think, and again, talking about neighborhoods and when we were looking for buildings, one of the things that's really exciting about McKee's Rocks is how preventative the CDC got oh, against yeah. redevelopers coming to the area. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of times it's always kind of retroactive. We're like, oh, let's build up the neighborhood and then the, the redevelopers come in and then they don't really have any control over that. Where the CDC is like, well, we know that something's going to happen. Let's buy some property so that way people can't come in and take advantage of it. Um, and that was like when we had that that conversation with them and we're sitting there and like, yeah, this is the plan for the park. And we own this lot and this lot and this piece of property and this. I mean, it all needs work, but a redeveloper can't come in and buy this stuff up and turn it into a high rise apartment on anyone like we have the say. And we're like, oh, there's no redeveloper here yet. OK, Perfect. Cool. Like this is yeah. going to be cool. This means that small businesses can thrive and there's nobody that's going to be a gatekeeper that's going to prevent people from being able to do hard work. It, like, because when you have redevelopers, money talks. And I get it. That's the business world. Money talks. But hard work also gets a lot more done. And that's why we're able to do the stuff that we're able to do is because we do. We do a lot of hard work. And I don't think that you can buy the community that we have in Allentown. I think the only way that you can get there is through hard work and through trial and error and figuring out what's what customers want and what the community needs and, and adjusting. And people that actually give a fuck about something besides Boom. that bottom right. dollar. Like, right. you know, it's whatever. It's anybody can buy any idea, but it's gonna be this generic representation of it. You know, it's exactly. like it's like uh the it's like a I don't know, like the shitty mall deathcore band right, right you know what i mean versus like 
some other kids that are like super hungry and really, really want this and want to do it regardless of any of the the bullshit. Yeah, it's it's like going to Dave and Buster's over like a really cool arcade spot, you know? <laughs> sure. Like you're always going to overpay. It's going to be the exact same burger every single time and the games are never going to change. Like and they, and that's what happens when it's bought and paid for because they just buy a cookie cutter frame and just move it over to a different neighborhood. Um and you know what's funny is the same the same people that you'll have a hard time getting like a loan approved from or the same people that go to those neighborhoods and are like, oh, this is really cute. I really like what they're doing over here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. And it's it's so if, if you want to if you want to live in a world where there's options besides like, you know, Walmart and Target. You got to. And we're seeing it. we're seeing the aftermath of what happens when you let them run the country you know like well, the mcdonald's and the walmarts get to do whatever they want and and now we're kind of seeing the results of it and we're well, i don't even is. think mcdonald's is that bad because it's not like mcdonald's is just okay it's just food yeah but it's yeah, the convenience I, factor it's, yeah. where it's like i can't i don't have time to stop into a local restaurant i'm gonna hit that drive through and i think i think that's like the same thing with walmart is i don't have time to hunt down the store that has the quality product but walmart's got the 99 cent version yeah so, and I think people got accustomed to that and we, we, we now have a throwaway culture and nobody knows how to like fix their stuff because they can replace it for 10 cents. Totally. You know, and, um, we don't know how to adjust. Like we, like now that we're in an economy where we have to, and we have to learn how to do things on our own and it's actually becoming a hipster thing. If you know how to work on your own stuff, it's oh, like, yeah. like a, it's like a hipster thing. Oh, but, look no, at him fixing be, his own bike. Like it's supposed to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean like it, it, it It'll all kind of crash and burn on its own. And then the people that know how to do this stuff will, will survive and build it back up. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like that's, that's the world that we've been in for the past few months. We're still going to be in it for the next couple months. Um, the right. Kickstarter ends in July. And hopefully we start working on it, the, the, working on the building at the end of July. What's the exact date that the Kickstarter ends? July 15th. It's on a Sunday. Yes. Yep. July 15th. Um, is there like an easy link to or something um, that you could shout out? Or anyone, just go on Kickstarter and type in Black Forge? Yeah, I mean, you can go on Kickstarter and just type in Black Forge and you'll instantly see us. Or you can just go to any of our social medias. We have the links in our bio and obviously blasted all over everything on our social media. Um, and yeah, it, please just like check it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my brain only thinks so far ahead. Yeah, at this like point. right there, it just no, went poop. No, I, I was just talking about this yesterday with Stacy. How like I have this big problem where I'm always processing so much information in my brain mm -hmm. quietly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I'm just always if I'm not doing any, it's like I'm always thinking about something, right? Yeah. And then somebody will come out of nowhere and ask me a question, and it just throws me all off. Yeah. And then like I get like unintentionally shitty with people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's not like I don't, I'm not mad at you. It's just you threw off this whole train of thought that you didn't even know that I had. And right. now I'm like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not ready to process what you just asked me because right. I have to like think about a whole separate set of things mm -hmm. to come up with this answer. And it's like, that's not fucking normal. I should be able to answer <laughs> your question. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it should just not be like on all the time. Oh, well, yeah. My I, brain just stops like if i'm talking sometimes i just forget what i'm talking about. i'm like oh, i'm so sorry i was thinking of like 20 <laughs> things while i was talking or i'll just spurt something out that had nothing to do with the conversation it was just happening in my brain 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I had a, a similar thought earlier today where I was just like, why is why is life so difficult for everybody right now? Yeah, and I'm just like, is it just because the like you're assumed to have to multitask every second of every day? Yeah, and we've gotten so used to that that the next level is multi multitasking. Yeah, you I, know, like I feel like like a. Uh, social competition has become somewhat ingrained in us unintentionally thanks to social media. It's like, yeah. whether we realize it or not, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, like somebody posts a picture of something they're doing cool. And it's like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? Cool. I got to post a picture. And then right. 30 minutes later, oh you know, after God. you figured out all your hashtags and right. shit, like, I yeah, felt way to go. Now I'm part of society. It's like, right. oh, wait, fuck. What was I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> shit. I felt so <laughs> awful. The, the day we launched our Kickstarter because Nick was going to New York to go on like a little oh, mini vacation. This is a fun story. And uh, <laughs> with and I was stuck at the shop by myself. We didn't obviously pre-think what was going on. We're like, everything's going to be fine. It's going to be very smooth <laughs> because that's what you want to think in a positive mind frame. But of course, that's Never not how the way it goes. And, um, you know, Nick's dealing with his stuff. I'm at the shop and it's like pretty slow and steady. We all made the decision like eight o'clock a.m. on a Friday. We're going to announce the Kickstarter. <laughs> I was like, cool. I got this because Nick is like doing his thing. I think you were sleeping because you've been up for 35 hours straight. 27 hours straight. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so I was like, all right, dude, I got this. Like, don't worry. And then all of a sudden at like 755, I get a line of customers through the door and I was like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> what do I do? So I grab my laptop and my phone have like Instagram, Facebook, Kickstarter up all on the things. And I'm like trying to make drink, dropping drinks. And I'm screaming. I'm like, I'm sorry. I have to post something at eight o'clock. And um, everyone's just looking at me in line, just like I'm fucking bananas. But that's what like social media does to you. It's like, you have to do this at eight o'clock. And I wasn't smart enough to like schedule any post or anything. Cause I was just like, well, this is the situation I'm in. I'm going to make it happen. And it was the most stressful five minutes of my life. <laughs> I felt my brain just ready to burst out of just pure anxiety and stress and just like not having enough time. And, <sighs> you know, from that, all this wonderful stuff is happening. I'm like, okay, that five minutes of just being purely yeah. stressed out and wanting to just lay on the floor and cry. We got through it and now we're doing okay. And cool. It's totally worth it. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, during that whole weekend, it was just absolute nonstop. And like Nick was on his vacation, but he had to keep dealing with like putting numbers <laughs> together for our lenders and like taking fucking phone calls. And I'm just like, I'm at the shop and I'm also working. I'm, I'm doing this and we're doing that. And we're just, oh my God. <laughs> but Our intentions were pure. We yes. had a plan. <laughs> we had a plan and it got completely botched. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a, a plan. Um, so like my girlfriend was performing at a, at a, at a festival thing that, over the weekend. And so the plan was, well, I have seven hours of driving time. I'll hotspot my phone and knock out all this stuff and I'll be right there to help Ashley. And there was a hospital trip the night before. So and that was also the same day that we got a message from one of our lenders saying we need these budgets done. So I spent like all day working on these budgets. Ashley was prepping for Kickstarter. And then I'm in the hospital till three in the morning. Get done with that. I'm trying to finish these budgets, which I shouldn't have been doing. At this point in time, I'm seeing double. Numbers don't make sense, but I'm just trying <laughs> as hard as I can. I'm like, I have to have these two up by nine in the morning. Like, yeah. Got to get these done. <laughs> um, and then we had to prep and go to New York because she was performing. So like she had stuff to do. It wasn't like we were just going on vacation, um, but it was going to be a, a nice hotel, like an art resort type thing. Um, 
And it wound up being a very, very wonderful experience. But every 45 minutes to an hour, I was getting a phone call from a lender like, hey, this number's not right. And can you reevaluate these things? And I'm just like, wish I wouldn't have done those, <laughs> those projections on like 26 hours of no sleep. Um, and then, you know, and, and when I was driving up, I was making graphics for the Kickstarter and like trying to get everything to, to help out as much as possible. But that, at that point, it was the, the day after. Um, but we managed to make it work. We got it done. That is the story of Black Forge. That's everything that we do. <laughs> Every time there's just like, this will be fine. And they're just like, nope, <laughs> absolutely not. You will not be fine, but you'll get through it. And then you'll say it, it was worth it. I don't feel that that situation's too unique amongst like anyone else oh, that's trying to start a business. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, though, is like that's life in 2018. I don't think that's like a situation that's not unique to anybody that exists anymore. Yeah. Like, in order to just have a semi-comfortable life, you're working two and a half jobs. Yeah. And I just think that's normal. Like, and, and if you're not working two and a half jobs, you're working two jobs and trying to be some sort of social media influencer. Or you're doing some sort of consultant business on the side. Like if you want to like have any kind of extra income beyond just paying your bills, you're doing a ton of extra stuff with no extra time. I watched a guy the other day when I was parked, like walking a case of beer with his two buddies. And I was like, I bet you they're going to go play video games all night. <sighs> I wish I knew what that was like. <laughs> I haven't done that since high school. <laughs> oh man. Um, but I mean, it, it is what it is. And like in, I'm really, really grateful for all of the fun things that we've gotten to do. I mean, oh, like yeah. through Black Forge, we've I've hung out with some of my favorite bands and I've gotten to meet some of the most influential people in my life. And I've met and networked with some of the craziest people in Pittsburgh, like people that you see walking down the street that you'd have no idea are multimillionaires and doing all kinds of stuff behind the scenes here. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, I'm so-and-so and I run this and own this, you know, and you're just like, oh, wow. Okay, that's you. All right. <laughs> sure, we can talk. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and it's in that's that's the benefits now. I think the benefits are just like shorter experiences instead of longer time off. Yeah, I think that's just what's going on now. Absolutely. Well, I do want to keep this a little bit shorter than normal, just because I try to keep the focus. Yes. And not not BS too much. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I will wrap this up on. And it's just more of a question because I don't want to get into the whole Trump thing, really. I feel like we, you've been there, done that. We don't, I don't know if it's necessarily something we need to shine Wait. any more oh, light yeah, the Trump back stuff on again. Happened last year. Yeah, because that was, that was well <laughs> after we recorded the conversation. But my question, just out of curiosity in terms of this business plan, is has that affected anything negatively with the loans, anything that was attached to that? Or was um, it just kind of, not... that's kind of just in, gone now? done happen people were over it i mean occasionally we'll get you know an email or a message here and there like i hate you you stupid un-american fucking satanist like you know stuff like that but with us getting this loan and everything else i don't think our lenders even know or even yeah. cared like i don't think if it's happened it's been behind closed doors and we're okay. not aware yeah. of it nobody's really confronted us and and been like hey we don't like your politics you know i think there was one person on reddit which i did this awful thing the other day and i was like i'm gonna look on reddit just because and i found the black forge kickstarter and people were like well, they shouldn't run a business if they can't afford to open up a new one. And like, you're asking for a handout. These people are idiots. And someone uh, wrote that we uh, we were the couple from Cannon Coffee and we're rich. And they think it's unheard of that we're asking for money 
to open up a second location because we're apparently he also said we were gay and rich and i was like oh all right reddit like that's <laughs> i'm glad it's like such reddit. a great platform for everyone to speak their mind and <laughs> do their thing but yeah apparently we're a gay couple that own canon coffee and what was it brookline when they were open and uh we don't deserve anything because we're rich. <laughs> so everybody's just, Russian trolls. But uh yeah. <laughs> we won't go on that tangent. Oh, that was something recently that happened. But um yeah, no, since the Trump stuff has been all positivity since then, like that was a very, very difficult time personally for us. And uh our business did really well. Uh people there was more support than negativity for sure in in the actual space. Online it was a cluster of absolute nonsense. And um, we're really glad that it has gotten better since then. But that, that definitely was a really tough time with us dealing with people threatening to kill us. And somebody sent poop to us once. <laughs> really? <laughs> somebody mm -hmm. actually said poop to us in an envelope. They mailed us poop. <laughs> in an envelope? Yep. <laughs> like a bubble wrap or just a no, white envelope? No, it was just like shit That's... smeared inside of an envelope. Yeah. I feel bad because I, I it was, was it Alex, Alex that had opened it? Yeah. <laughs> that poor oh, sweet no. child. Yeah. Poor girl. She she did put gloves on to open it though, so she didn't touch poop. It was chunky. You could tell there was something in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so mailed us poop. Uh, there we do have a stalker that mails us something like once every six months of like photos of us or like news articles that we're in. Like they print it out on a shitty piece of paper from their shitty printer and draw like devil horns on us and be like, "Your parents are embarrassed of you." <laughs> like <laughs> we have like a folder filled with all of this like random bullshit mail, not the poop one, <laughs> but like all of this mail that we got of people being like, "Ah, uh, you're the worst." and take your stuff down and stop printing those cards. Like, no, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and your old school, like technology of writing us letters. I do appreciate them though. I do like a letter every <laughs> once in a while, but you yeah, don't, you don't get old school mail. That's just written to you anymore. Yeah. Unless they're trying to get you to like get a loan or sign up for their internet service. Yeah. Right. But yeah, we, <laughs> so we have strange. a folder filled with letters of supportive ones and then not so great ones. The, the the support was awesome. I mean, like we had a person from Switzerland that that Switzerland um that emailed us and was just like, "Hey, really like what you guys are doing. You know, can I get one of the cards?" Like, sure. We mailed one out to anybody that asked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we thought it was hilarious, and it cost us a, <laughs> it cost us a stamp. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we threw a couple stickers in. We're just like, "Thanks for asking. Here you go." Um, occasionally, because a lot of news sources picked it up, so occasionally a random article from like the L.A. Times or something like that will will surface, and somebody will catch it and maybe a podcast might talk about it or something that we don't know about. And then we'll get a couple emails or a little bit of traffic from it. And somebody be like, love what you're doing. You know, can I get my hands on it? We're like, that was a year and a half ago, but sure. We'll mail you out one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's uh, a thing. But yeah. I mean, it, and it, it's, it's funny. It's just really funny how sensationalized it got. Cause we were just like, man, it's a stupid punch card. It was a dumb idea. Yeah, We were we making of. them before that went big with different people on it. Yeah. And then that one, we're just like, Oh, you know, we're just doing the same shit that we always do. And then it just went, <laughs> but I mean, it was a ride <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and yeah, no, we're, we wouldn't take anything back from that. And we still carry the cards, but we have new cards now because half of those people are irrelevant because they were fired or left or, <laughs> you know, whatever. So now it's 10 lovely faces of Trump's prize, stupid fucking faces <laughs> that you get to punch. So it's, it's a lot it's more satisfying. satisfaction for sure for me personally. But, um, 
no, everyone's been really awesome, supportive of it, and even just our business in general. So it's been great. I think it's been helpful that that stuff, all the Trump stuff, has been really actually probably beneficial for the Kickstarter stuff because that gave us some places to live on the internet. You know, so like a lot of people posted all of that, like in their, um, you know, like moms of Allegheny soccer team club on Facebook, you know, and things like that. And so like that gained a lot of attention from those random soccer moms. And, yeah, the, and thank you to those soccer moms normally for showing support. probably wouldn't have given a fuck. Right. But yeah. now they're like, hey, that place that took all that heat is now looking for help. And this is a chance for me to help and support. And, you know, like that's actually been super beneficial because all these people are willing to talk about us that probably would have never known that we existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. It's weird how that kind of worked out. You know, we had to like piss off the right to get a successful Kickstarter, but you know, it worked. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, again, you know, one more time, July 15th is the deadline. Yes. Correct. And on Kickstarter, not any other Kickstarter, that one, that platform. Yes. Kickstarter, which Kickstarter has been awesome too. They featured us and they, they put us like in a couple newsletters and stuff. They've been really, really, really cool. Yeah. Seriously, they, they've been awesome. And uh, yeah, we were next to Murder by Death's album that they're oh, cool. funding right now. So we're like, oh shit, is this is real life. Yeah, we still geek out over that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. right? I'm like screenshotting that, like, I should check it out. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, good luck. Thank you. Hope, hopefully, this helps boost a little bit. Thank I hope you, so. Brian. It's been hard because everything's been going out in bites. Sound yeah. So this gives us a chance to kind of sit down and really talk. So we really appreciate you having us on. Yeah. It's been a lot. Yeah. It, it feels good to just kind of really open up about, you know, everything going on. And hopefully the people listening can understand a little more of like what's happening at the old location, what's happening at the new location, what we've been through and like all of our plans to yeah. to continue what we're doing. So thanks, dude, for taking the time and letting us talk about our dumb lives <laughs> you got it <laughs> you got it dude <laughs> you got it dude and uh should I do an outro huh I'm just gonna leave it on that All yeah. right. you know who I am <laughs> look up Black Forge that's it and bye it's- <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's Black Forge Coffee House we abbreviated the name a lot so <laughs> yes <laughs>